space food. Goes good with our quarter. Yeah, we uh, are up here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, Hopbrook's Brewery just released this uh, honey porter. Trying it out here on the set. And we like to rock some munchies here on the set, so we've been doing this macrobiotic uh, peanut butter. Uh, what is it called? Here, let's check it out. What is it? It's uh, double chocolate plus peanut butter chips. It pairs nice with the porter. Very nice. It's a super flavor kind of. You uh -huh. Take a little bit of the space food, as Riley calls it. And a little bit of the honey porter, and it's a really nice mix. Uh-huh. One, they definitely accent yeah. each other. Yep. It's nice. So we wanted to bring that to light. Riley calls it the space food because he thinks it's something this microbiotic food is something that people on, like, some kind of mission to, on the Apollo 13 or something might might be having <laughs> microbiotic food. Indeed. It's just... Astronaut food. Dense and nutritious. Yeah, full of nutrients. And to me, that sounds like space food. Or something they would need to take on a astronaut mission. Uh-huh, yes, uh, some that doesn't take up much space, but does the trick. Yeah, it's very high in uh, protein, 10 grams of protein in this bar. Oh, yeah. Not bad. So. Even splitting it. Get five grams. Isn't a bad snack. No, it's not. Especially when it goes good with a nice honey porter. <laughs> From Hopworks Urban Brewery. <laughs> we should call them call the partner with with Go Macro, yeah. The company it's called Go Macro. Ours they make the space food. Cause <laughs> <laughs> <it> space food. <laughs> I know, just macrobiotic space food. Or go macro space food. Yeah, that's a good uh, marketing strategy, potentially. Be an astronaut. <laughs> I think they need to take a look at their name that we've come up with for it. Yeah. Space food. Because it is or maybe we need to make a brand called Space Food. Maybe that's something that we need to do ourselves. Just use the same recipe and add like dehydrated raspberries. <laughs> something different. Then it's changing up with the same. Yeah, the same exact Because these dumb idiots put all their, their recipes on the back of their. Packaging. Yeah. <laughs> Ingredients is this. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's just get this, 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 this. 
Amen, brother. Have they good stuff? Dude, their stuff is always sold out. I th- we had to travel into the suburbs to get this stuff because couldn't even get it in the city here. It was sold out in like a week. And we were sold out before, and then they got a shipment in of it, and then it was like it was gone in a week, and I was like, couldn't even get some for last, last times. Then today, we had to drive up into the suburbs to get it. In other words, it's fucking bomb space food. Yeah, people are definitely liking the space food. Another, space food enthusiasts. There's another explanation for it. I'm, and the thing is, is now, when you combine it with the honey porter, it's, oh. living, it's living large. Yeah. <laughs> you, they found each other. Yeah, it's like, it's like we were talking about in the last episode, the conjunction of soul and spirit together, uh, space food and honey porters. Uh-huh. Especially when you're a couple honey porters into the mix. Uh-huh. In the duplex. <laughs> duplex? We ain't talking homes. Unless we're talking about raising the roof. Uh-huh. Hey, man, brother. Because really, it's just all about overcoming. It's overcoming these tyrants. These authoritarian, totalitarian dictators. The beast. The beast. The beast has different factions. Like it has Hamas. Hamas is a is a is the Islamic form of fundamentalism over the world. They want to, they want to control. Proxy. Yeah, they want to control. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the communists. It's the same thing with the Democrats here in America. They're another form of Hamas here, as far as I'm concerned. They're terrorists of our country. They're terrorists of the con- Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Terrorists of freedom, I liberty, just, sovereignty. I don't get how they can be Hamas rallies on U.S. Toilet college campuses. It's crazy. Yep. Rallies. Yep. Where these people were in favor of Hamas. Well, I think a lot of this stuff is merely crisis actors, actually. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I think a lot of these people are crisis actors, and they really don't give a crap about Hamas. They're just people who are trying to just raise a ruckus. Just like they did during the times of the summer of love during 2019. Stand out. Yeah, just like, we just need to, like, promote these causes. We need conflict in America. Uh-huh. You know, we can't keep things very, you know... Peaceful. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta raise a ruckus. And what do we do to raise a ruckus? We get a bunch of crisis actors fighting for a stupid cause. It doesn't even really matter. Like, Hamas. Like, how does Hamas affect anybody in America? Except for Muslim people. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, there's Israel people too. I mean, it's just like, why? Why do we need to like show part partiality to Muslim people? Why do we need to show partiality to Israel people, black people? Why? 
Is it like a self-righteousness? Be partial. Tolerance is what it is. Tolerant to all, therefore I can't hate. Tolerance is another beast, liberal, propaganda, psychological warfare, dude. They're more into right. It's all by your rights. Yeah, and when it becomes a right, then you need to have crisis actors that go fight for that right when it really doesn't even matter. It's just they just need... They can't keep things peaceful. They gotta keep stirring the pot. It's order out of chaos. Uh-huh. Friends and enemies, whoever you may be listening. Friends and foes. Friends and foes. Friends and foes, yos. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, what about white wives and about that stuff? White lives? You'll never hear anything about white life mattering ever in history. Yes, they don't matter. Especially when it's a white privilege life. Oh, that's a real bad one. Shun from, shun from existence. <laughs> we, we don't need to matter. <laughs> so it's just like we're already privileged already. And that's really why we don't matter is because it's a really a covetousness. This whole stuff about rights and like lives matter. This lives matter. These lives matter. Don't hate this person. Don't hate this person. Don't hate this person. Don't hate this person. It's all about like really it's a covetousness against white privileged people because the white people are the most privileged. So we got to covet them and hate them and give them no... Because we need to break them down. So other people and can be the, exalted. And those same people are politically left. Unfortunately so. And they're white people. <laughs> a lot of those people are white people too at the same time. And they're like, they're really fighting for a cause that's like calling them a racist bigot. <laughs> white privilege. Honyocker. <laughs> By all means. Taking a time out here, right? I need to take a swig. <laughs> time out! And just. It tastes dark. Yeah, it just tastes dark, doesn't it? Uh-huh. I know, I agree. This is one of my first uh, experiences with a, a porter. It's a big shit. Syrupy. Well, it's just thick. Yeah. It's like drinking black coffee. <laughs> Almost. A form of that. Kind of. But this is really what we want to bring to light, though, I think, more than anything, is that Hamas is really no different than the Democrats in America, the demon craps. They're both trying to force everybody to conform to their ideals, and they're willing to use force to get people to fall suit and in line. And this is against anarchism. Because anarchism is about free thinking and self-governance. Anybody that's trying to force me to do something against my own will and trying to use sadistic force or uh, 
corruption. Democrats. Uh-huh. It's not. It's not fighting fair, dude. They're fighting dirty. Why do you need to force people to do anything? Well, here's the thing. We're not gonna have to fight outwardly at all. We're just gonna have to maintain. Yeah. And stand our ground. Indeed. Amen, brother. Uh huh. And that's what we're here to do, and that's what ANC is here to do. Uh huh. Every week, man. We're putting our big toe down. Our heavy foot. <laughs> we're standing our heavy foot on that pedal and driving full force right through that battering ram of communism, socialism, Hamas. Straight, what do you think? yeah. Straight into oblivion. Straight into a fucking eternity, dude. And then the New Jerusalem, yeah, the gates, baby, because boom, was breaking right on through that. They don't even know. Uh-huh. Don't even know. Not afraid of you. Not afraid of you. <laughs> We're just raising awareness. We're awareness raisers. The sad reality is, is that red flaggers. <laughs> red flaggers. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to take a puffy, and, it's like, and you said, I'm going to take a drinky. Uh, it's yeah. Raising, raising that red flag. A lot of people like to raise flags these days. Or raising red ones and black ones. Anarchism and red flags towards the shenanigans. Hey. Yeah. That might not be a bad look on the website. Just flag stuck in the ground. Red. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Could do some design work, yeah. Does a red flag have anything on it or just a red flag? It's a red flag. I can't even think of what red flag would mean prior to our inventing it. What would it mean? Did it have a relevance before the idea of raising red flags? <laughs> it's got to have some kind of, I think, something towards war, I would imagine. It originates somewhere along those lines. Well, I know it's a white flag, it means surrender. Surrender on a white flag, but what does raising a red flag in war represent? Awareness? Death. Death? Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're raising red flags of death. <laughs> Reaper razors. <laughs> We're raising red flags for the Reaper. Death. Uh-huh. 
so said our piece. Same for cheesy too, <laughs> or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Funny. So we're talking today about uh, dictatorships and dictators, and because Joe Biden talking about calling the leader of China a dictator. He's saying, but that's not the kind of government we have in America. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I think that's the exact kind of government Joe Biden wants in America. Is <laughs> he's, he, he's a lying sack of shit. Is he a dictator, kind of? Well, it's, um, uh, XI. I'm just going to call him XI. Because I, I don't know what his name, what they call him. His, his name's XI. He's the leader of China. His name's XI. Z. Z. Z? Z. Z? Z? Z. Z. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to call him XI. <laughs> or should we call him extra large? Because <laughs> I's kind of like an L. It's going to... When you look at clothing, it's like... It says large, L, S, small, call. M, medium, and then X, L is like... Call him extra large. We'll <laughs> call him extra large. <laughs> anyway, at any rate, extra large is a dictator... According to Joe Biden, but Joe Biden is trying to say that America's, that's not our government here. We don't, uh -huh. we don't practice that kind of stuff here, but that's a lie, though, actually. No. Because it is, because they're really trying to secretly enforce extra largest <laughs> communist agenda in America. You see? Yeah. But they're trying to keep it on the down low because they're, they're Democrats. They're not communists, right? Well, not just that, but... Um... It's hard to keep track of all the crazy stuff that's going on in the Middle East and all over the place. Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine's kind of under the... The war there is kind of under the radar now. Yeah. It's kind of, like, not trending enough anymore. It's like you got to be behind either Hamas or Israel now. <laughs> no love for Ukraine anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Does Joe Biden send money to Ukraine, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, our government is supporting the Ukraine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and our military's aiding them with weapons and 
stuff of that nature. I just, I just feel like they need to get back in there because you will clean shit up around the world. You will just do away with terrorists and fucking... You, 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 will, you won't even know the full power of the U.S. military, but... It's, it's actually badass military with very poor leadership. Very poor rep- representatives. Yeah, I mean, we have a nice military arsenal for our country. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, it is badass in that sense. It's just the people that yeah. are in the high positions of power in our military are pieces of shit. Yeah, they're running. <laughs> yeah, and that's the same... Really, the same thing with our government. You know, our leadership is no different. You know, uh-huh. They're pieces of shit, too. Yeah. They're dildo-headed pieces of shit, too. They just don't have dildo heads. I, I get that Trump may not be the answer to our problems, but at least he is a president that has a head on his shoulders and... Get shit done. Yeah, but they just don't want shit to get done. They want shit to be stagnant here, I think. That's really what they want. They want America to delve into, like, inactivity and just, you know, once again, like, the system just promoting uh, everything, the propaganda that they want the people to believe and people get their stimulus checks every month. Everybody's equal. Uh-huh. Everybody is free to like do whatever the hell they want. Uh-huh. Sexual deviancy, you know, who knows what, you know, drugs, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff's like legal, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, just everybody just is in a cyber world, drugged out fantasy sexual. Well, not orgy. only that, but they Cashless bail or whatever. If you get arrested, they just let you out. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of these Democrats. They just process you and let you out. Yeah. Yeah, and even some of these demon crap liberals, they're, you know, really letting people off the streets, criminals off, back back onto the streets too they're partitioning for their you know releases and stuff they're you know for this kind of stuff that you're talking about you know and it's happened yeah yeah I mean it's bad you know it's just that's exactly what they want they want the the Saturnalia because this is the beast system the beast system wants a Saturnalia communist Saturnalia which is basically a, uh, a circus sideshow carnival uh-huh. type environment to reality for everybody. Yeah. And everybody works, nobody does anything, we're just stagnant. Like, really, we're not, we're not going anywhere, we're not doing anything, we're just here. I almost kind of like it because it allows me to grow spiritually and let that crap just be that crap. Well, that's the other side of, of a, 
force-induced communist utopia. That's, you know, would be the other side of the coin, you know, where you would have that opportunity to delve deeper into, uh, into your... Spirituality. Yeah, and spirituality, really, to me, is... It boils down to what we're talking about in combining the soul and spirit together. And you could work more on that kind of... Uh, with all that time on your hands, you'd be able to refine that skill set more. I suppose. That's really what it is. The combining of the soul and spirit together is a skill set that you develop through repetition. And so that's something that could be... Repetition of what, though? Repetition of trying to link the, the spirit together with the soul. The soul is that. Man, those two are so close to the How do you differentiate? It's tough. But we know the soul. The soul really is... It's the receiver um, antenna of the body, so to speak. Like a cell phone. Or a cell phone tower. The cell phone tower is the receiver of the signals and transmits the signals, right? That's exact. It's, a, it's like almost like a force field, kind of. It's like a man-made force field of ether. Of the ether. That's really what it is. Which is all around us, the ether. You know, and that's the same thing with our souls. Our soul is that receiver dial. You know, that receiver. That antenna that, um, you know, which is what feels the, the psychic impressions or the premonition or the intuition or the clairvoyance, or whatever, you know? And once you... But see, the thing is, is like, once you learn how to do this, once you understand it and experience it for the first time, it becomes easier and easier to understand it more after, you know, that... What you could almost call, like, a satori or an epiphany. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, it's like Carl Jung talks about. It's likened until the walking into uh, a great unknown, like a dense forest, like where you really don't know where you're, you have to make the journey into it. It's scary because you don't know what lies in that dense, dark forest, you know what I mean, so to speak. What lies ahead of you? Yeah, what lies ahead of you in this uh, process of trying to, integrate and understand this more, you know, this this process of how the soul and the spirit are supposed to combine together, you know, in, in unison. The mysterium conunciones. Yeah, you know, well, how would you know that you're doing that? Well, you know how you're doing it because you, re- you the things that you're able to receive are legit. They prove themselves to be legit. Oh. You see what I'm saying? No. Well, it's like if you have a premonition about something and it ends up being true, that's a process of the soul integrating to the spirit. Oh. And so... Okay. And so when you experience that, and it's like, oh, I understand how that came about, you know, and how that was processed and everything. Yeah. to To the conscious ego. You know, actually it's called the ego. The sun. 
It's called the sun, and the soul is the moon, because the moon is the dark force. It's this. The dark is this arcane substance that we don't know. It, it's this. It's the ether, really. The electromagnetic azoth, also as it's called, or the luminiferous ether. I feel like the ether become more and more important. Well, it already has. Because of technology. As we go. Well, yeah, the understanding of it for sure. Yeah. The understanding of it, the more we evolve and progress, you know. There's more part of it, too. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's being electrified more through the 5G upgrades and stuff. It's the, the ether itself that, you know, that's all around us, this, um, this air... Uh-huh. You know, as it's called, Apostle Paul talks about, is being electrified through the 5G. And so that's also going to intensify the vibrations of, of intuition and... It, the Apostle Paul talked about 5G? More or less, yeah. I mean, when he talks about, like, us all getting caught up in the air to meet the Lord. The air is the ether. In the last days, we are all going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The clouds are going to be caught up to meet the Lord. What are the clouds? The clouds are the multitudes of people. Just like the people of God are called that great cloud of witnesses, which is the 144,000, I believe, that first resurrection. The dead in Christ rising first, you know. And then those who are, you know, are still alive or whatever. Or maybe the 144,000 are those who are still alive, you know, that, that are raised. Well, to me, it would seem like what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking, I forgot. Okay, it's a deep subject matter we're trying to bring to light. You know, really, I think. But but this is what's going on, you know. I mean, the electrifying of the 5G it's, is electrifying the air, the ether. People who are developing soul and spirit in interaction, you know, or integration is going to make actually that process easier for us as it becomes the air becomes more electrified or etherealized, so to speak, in the 5G raising the kind of the frequency of the ether, you know, and making us more receptive to it. It's kind of a a crazy thought. I mean, I'm not really for cellular technology, but, you know, I'm, once again, I'm for whatever I can accomplish through my own integration of soul and spirit you know I believe that by doing that I don't need a cell phone you know yeah I I can see where you're coming from but not everybody can go without a cell phone but what if this is really about the beast providing a pseudo-spirituality through technology. 
that is like a makes us yeah it's fake it's a fake spirituality that they're able to interconnect with all these people through the air when we're actually able to do that as well if we just refine our own soul yeah our own soul get to the heart of soul as the cult calls it (laughs) the band the cult has that song heart of soul it's all about getting to the heart of soul like understanding the soul you know that's what I like about the cult, the band, the cult. Is they, the singer talks a lot about, like, a lot of his lyrics are really based upon the conjunction of soul and spirit together. It's about, that's because that's spirituality. And that's undeniable spirituality because it's scientific spirituality, too. I was just thinking about that show and how we should have gone to the front. Mm-hmm. Well, he invited us down well, too. Got there, but then I was thinking he was running around the stage with that massive water insect. I know, huh? And I wouldn't have been able to escape it. I know. We should. Well, that's why he asked people to come down later because at at the beginning it probably wasn't the best time to do it, but he made it available later on when it kind of was he invited people to come down which was cool he was just trying to I think smudge the energy in there yeah and just kind of cleans cleanse whatever anything in there that might not be right you know like or good that that might influence their their performance yeah actually uh, cleaning the slate yeah a clean slate in that in that room yeah Fresh starting point. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what he was doing, dude. Uh-huh. He's a pretty cool guy, dude. His lyrics are very, very alchemical, very uh, spiritual. He's a Brit, though, and I can't. I know. We're literally. I know. I feel like we're still at war with the Brits. In a way, we are. Yeah. Silent war. Yeah, I mean, there's. You know, there's stuff that kind of points that all that uh, revolutionary war was just kind of a lie, you know? It was just... Silent wars. Yeah. My arch enemy. <laughs> that is a good song. <laughs> yep, I agree. We're just listening to it. Good stuff. <laughs> 